We're taking up where we left off with the reading of the Sri Chaitanya Charita. Chaitanya Mahima Jani E Shabshidhante Chitta Drida Hai Lage Mahima Gyana Hoite Chaitanya Mahima, the glory of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Jani, I know, eh, these shab or shidhante, by the conclusions, chitta, the mind, dridha, firm, high, becoming, lage, becoming, becomes fixed, mahima jnana, knowledge of the greatness, haite, from. By such conclusive studies, I know the glories of Lord Chaitanya. Only by knowing these glories can one become strong and fixed in attachment to Him. Purport. One can know the glories of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only by reaching in knowledge a conclusive decision about Sri Krishna, strengthened by bona fide study of the conclusions of the Acharyas. One can know the glories of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only by reaching in knowledge a conclusive decision about Sri Krishna, strengthened by bona fide study of the conclusions of the Acharyas. That reminds me of something that I read this morning that I think you'll all like. I was reading in the second chapter of the Gita today and just at the very end, I noticed something, and it relates to this statement Prabhupada's making here. So, yes, if you go to verse 72 in the second chapter, um, the verse is, Esha Brahmi stiti parta nainam prapya vimuhyati stidvasyam antakale pi brahma nirvanam ruchyati. That is the way of spiritual and godly life, after attaining which a man is not bewildered. If one is thus situated even at the hour of death, one can enter into the kingdom of God. And uh, here's the section I'm referring to. Uh, Prabhupada writes, one can attain Krishna consciousness or, or divine life at once within a second or one cannot attain such a state of life even after millions of births. It is only a matter of understanding and accepting the fact. It is only a matter of understanding and accepting the fact. So um, we can relate that to the other statement we just heard. And uh, <clears throat> from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Kaviraj Goswami has said that it's imperative that one not be lazy. Siddhanta Bolya Chitanakara Alash, Iha Hoite Krishna Lagi Sudridmanash. That was the, the verse before we read today's Chaitanya Charitamrita verse. In that verse, he says, Alash, uh, don't be lazy. Siddhanta Bolya Chitta na, na kara alash. Don't be lazy. And uh, uh, meaning, don't hesitate to 
look deeply into the truth of the manifestations of Krishna and the various categories of his energies and read all the Shastras. Because Iha Hoite Surud Lage, Surud Manash, Iha Hoite Krishna Lage, Surud Manash. It's because if you're able to uh, go into the Siddhanta, then your mind will become very fixed in uh, Krishna consciousness. And uh, the, the today's verse that we just read from the Chaitanya Charamrita, he says, you can go back. By such conclusive studies, I know the glories of Chaitanya or Chaitanya. Only by knowing these glories can one become strongly, strong and fixed in attachment to him. And Prabhupada says that one must make a conclusive decision. So because we're not dead stones, it's we who have to actually make the decision. And this is a great mystery because we have free will and we can decide to surrender to Krishna or we can prolong our dream that we are the center of of the material world and somehow or other will live forever and enjoy. It helps to have the association of devotees, but it's not a guarantee because there's a way in which we actually have to make the decision at some point. To that end, if you look also in Bhagavad Gita 1866, Krishna gives this admonition that abandon all varieties of religion, just surrender to me. I shall deliver you from sinful actions. Do not hesitate. Do not worry. And um, Prabhupada writes that in the purport, there is no need of thinking how one should keep the body and soul together. Krishna will see to that. One should always think himself helpless and should consider Krishna the only basis for his progress in life. As soon as one seriously engages himself in devotional service to the Lord in full Krishna consciousness, at once he becomes freed from all contamination of material nature. At once. There are different processes of religion and purificatory processes for cultivation of knowledge, meditation in the mystic yoga system, etc., but one who surrenders unto Krishna does not have to execute so many methods. That simple surrender unto Krishna will save him from unnecessarily wasting time. One can thus make all progress at once and be freed from all sinful reactions. So the simple decision that, okay, I just surrender to you, Krishna. And this is um, also mentioned by Lord Ram. And he says that if somebody even one time says, my Lord, I surrender unto you, from that day forward I accept that person and I protect him from all kinds of fear. So our decision is so powerful and it is the decision to stay in the material world, apetasya, which means that I've turned away, I've decided to turn away, that keeps me in the darkness. So it's a wise idea 
just to decide to surrender to Krishna. Otherwise, one is uh, left with the perpetual endeavor to try to find some kind of happiness here in the material world. And that could be uh, troublesome. And I'm going to show you if I can find it. A uh, short video. Where did it go? Oh, I know where it is. Okay, hold on, because I'm going to share my screen, if I may. Are you all ready for a movie? Did you know it's movie night? Okay, here we go. Ready? Let's see it again. He's got a little helper there on his right. He's also coaching him. Just try harder. Okay, one more time. Go ahead, you can get it. Hare Krishna. So there's a the hard struggle for material existence or surrender to Krishna. So it's very helpful to hear the <clears throat> words of Krishna saying, isn't it? Isn't it helpful for him to hear him saying, just surrender to me, I'll, I'll protect you, I'll deliver you, and um, don't worry. That's the process for uh, making advancement in spiritual life. Otherwise, one can have all kinds of information, but until one makes the decision, then it becomes very difficult to move forward in spiritual life. Okay, let's see the other verses. Chaitanya Prabhura Mahima Kahi Bharatare Krishna Mahima Kahi Kariya Vistare Just to enunciate the glories of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I have tried to describe the glories of Sri Krishna in detail. Chaitanya Gosair E Tato Narupana Swarup Bhagavan Krishna Rajendra Nandana 
The conclusion is that Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, the son of the King of Raja. Shri Rup Raghunath Pade Jar Ash Chaitanya Charitamrita Kahi Krishna Das Praying at the lotus feet of Shri Rupa and Shri Raghunath Always desiring their mercy, I, Krishnadas, narrate Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita following their footsteps. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, second chapter describing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that's the end of chapter two. We've gotten, um, we've made quite a bit of progress. So let's just see if there are reflections or any questions. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Please accept my obeisance as a Gurudev. Jai, Hare Krishna. Dameshwara Mahaprabhu. I have a question, and it's not directly on the text, but it's a practical life question. Yes. Um, take care of people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And part of my job feeding them is there's meat. So in the beginning, uh, first, you know, a few years, I fed people everything on the plate except for the meat. And I couldn't believe that no one noticed for all that time. <laughs> um, at this point, I remember Krishna's instruction that your, your duty is not marred by sin. And I just say, Lord, please forgive me. And I feed them everything on the plate. So I know I'm responsible for what, what I choose to do, but I was wondering if you have any input on this particular situation. Well, it's true. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that every endeavor is fraught with some kind of fault. He goes through the list of brahmanas who perform sacrifices where animals are killed. And then he mentions kshatriyas who have to fight in bloody wars. Then he mentions vaishas who have to say, for you I make no profit. And then he mentions shudras who have to serve masters who are nefarious. And uh, that uh, in that context, it's um, these kinds of things... Uh, Krishna seems to be discounting. Uh, I know that Prabhupada with uh, Vasudev in Suba, in the Fiji Islands, he had grocery stores and so forth, and he um, didn't immediately tell him that, you know, you have to give up all your grocery stores in order to um, take to the Krishna consciousness movement. So Prabhupada gave some kind of a leeway I think that a lot of it, uh, um, I mean, if you look, if you look in any quarter, um, one way or another, there's some kind of connection to sinful activity in the work that we do. So the discretionary part is to try to avoid it as much as possible. 
because uh, it does have some uh, effect on the consciousness, definitely. And uh, oftentimes, if you're you're in a, a career or a job where there's no other alternative, um, it's difficult. Um, when Prabhupada was talking to a a student, and she told Prabhupada that she was studying biology. Prabhupada said, "Poor frogs," because there's a way that oftentimes in uh, lab- laboratory situations they have to kill frogs in order to dissect them and look at them. And so, uh, you know, obviously Prabhupada was aware of of all these frailties, and ultimately we'd like to uh, not be in contact with them as much as possible. Uh, trying to work around it uh, when you're in that situation is can, can be helpful. Um, it's uh, it, it requires some some discretion because uh, most people would not be able to ha- have a, a career at all uh, if you were to count out every single connection to uh, one of the four sinful activities. So uh, what's the situation now? Did somebody notice? No, no one's noticed. And I don't have that duty as much. Now I'm giving out medications more often. Mm. Well, I just told somebody today who asked me about delivering uh, food for there's some company out there where you deliver meals, right? Not, not charity meals. People are paying for them, <laughs> but who knows what's in it. It's coming from restaurants. Yeah. Said, Better find a be- another program because Manu Samita goes into detail about yeah. the chain, you know? Yeah. The one who kills the animal, the one who cooks it, the one who serves it, eats yeah. it, everyone. It's a nasty business. So, you know, I was recommending yeah not to do that to you know to avoid that as much as possible so careers are are can be troublesome you know you pick yeah. that career because you you have a, a, you know a sense of uh duty and compassion to, to those people and uh i'm ha- i'm glad to hear that you don't have to do it as much yeah thank you Gurudev. i'm very grateful for your association thank you very much great to see you tell me Shura. Hare Krishna. Yes, Alex. Haribo. Hare Krishna. I had a quick question. Um, in the Madhya Lila 831, third paragraph, Prabhupada says, a neophyte student who is not sufficiently educated or enlightened should not indulge in the worship of Sri Radha and Krishna or the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. Even if he does so, he cannot get the desired result. Um, one should therefore chant the names of Nitai Gora and worship them without false prestige. So I was just, that kind of struck me because I thought that Lord Chaitanya and Lord Sinai's method was even the most fallen should be induced to chant the names of Krishna and the Hare Krishna mantra. And I was hoping you could clear that up. Well, they def- Lord Chaitanya definitely emphasized the public mass chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And so does Prabhupada throughout the 
Bhagavatam and the Chaitanya Charitamrita, so then you have to look at it in context here and see that um, Prabhupada's emphasizing the entryway into chanting Hare Krishna and to worshiping Radha Krishna as being through Nitayangor. And he emphasizes in various places a similar point. It's more important to chant Nitayangor. And we've just heard in this chapter that there's no difference between Lord Chaitanya and Krishna except for he's uh, giving a dispensation in the Kali Yuga and practically he's giving away the Ujjvala Ras, uh, the worship of Radha Krishna. That's Anarpita Charim Chirat Karuna Yava Tirna Kalao Samar Payitum Vunatojvara Rasam Sabakti Shriyam Hari Purata Sundara Dyuti Kadamba Sandipita Sadarya Kandare Spurata Vasa Chinandana So He's so kind that, um, I mean, Krishna's so kind. He's an ocean of mercy, and he, he thinks, I haven't given this in a long time. Of course, he has his own purposes, but then he comes, and he, he gives the worship of Radha and Krishna. So we should, uh, as Prabhupada mentions in one purport, that he repeats this instruction again and again, that before chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. One should first say the names of the Panchatapha, Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Garadhara Shivasari Gora Bhakta Brinda. And then chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. He says it three times. And um, when we worship Radha Krishna in Vaidhi Bhakti, Prabhupada mentions we're, we're actually worshipping Lakshmi and Orion because the mood of Lakshmi and Orion is uh, Vaidhi, rules and regulations. But that's the uh, entry point. So as we worship in that way, then gradually by that association and by purification, we'll, we'll begin to develop a spontaneous taste for it. And then gradually will realize through the mercy of Lord Nityananda and Lord Gauranga what is Radha Krishna. This is mentioned by um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur in the Navadit Mahatmya, where he says that when you do Dasya Ras, menial service to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then you can enter into the worship of Radha and Krishna. And Prabodhananda Saraswati also says Yata Yata Gaurapadaravinde that there's a way in which when you um, worship Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet, then you, in your heart, develop love for Radha and Krishna. So this in context is really what it means. Don't try to jump into the esoteric aspect of Radha-Krishna worship, uh, but take shelter of the, the mood and the method of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and of his holy name, and then chant Hare Krishna, and you'll be successful. Thank you, Gurudev. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo. I had one verse I wanted to bring in real quick in that regard. Yes, please. It's, uh, and it just, I found it to be strikingly wonderful, where it says, if you are indeed interested in logic and argument, kindly apply it to the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you do so, you will find it to be strikingly wonderful. Yeah, that's, uh, we, uh, had a seminar with Radhika Raman Prabhu, and he was pointing out how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's philosophy 
it was parallel with the Srimad Bhagavatam. There's no difference between the two. And those types of examinations of the teachings of Lord Chaitanya and how they're parallel with Srimad Bhagavatam and what is the um, what are the what's the nature of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth. That's really if one studies it and that's the subject matter of these two verses we're looking at, then one develops this sense of uh, adoration and appreciation for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that leads uh, to more and more surrender and more and more devotional service. When Prabhupada was speaking with a a famous yogi, the yogi wanted to invite him to a uh, conference. And at that conference, there will be a lot of spiritualists there many of the Mayavadis and the the uh, person inviting Prabhupada said, you come together, we'll, you come, we'll all be there, we'll, we'll be together, we'll, we'll all uh, merge together. And Prabhupada said, they will never. <laughs> you can write it in your book. And in the conversation with this um, um, spiritual teacher, uh, Prabhupada um, wanted to point out that you have to know the specifics of God in order to surrender to him and also in order to love him. There's a famous poet in India who, who wrote uh, poetry about God, but he only said to me. Uh, he's just saying you, you, but he wasn't, he didn't, he never said the name or he never gave a description of the personality. And, and so Prabhupada was challenged and, and Prabhupada said, this is, um, this amorphousness or this being nondescript about God, how can you develop love for him? And he didn't appreciate that. And with this uh, person who was uh, representing um, the, the yoga world and he was teaching, Prabhupada challenged him. He said, then um, we should give a specific idea who is God at this conference. And then the, the yogi said, yeah, but... Everyone has their own idea. So, so the Prabhupada said, okay, what is that idea? Tell me. Who is it? What's his name? What does he look like? And so forth. He said, no. And he was equivocating. He wouldn't come to any point. And uh, then Prabhupada said, then you take ours. Because we have very clear, clearly a clear uh, description of who he is, what his name is, and so forth. And uh, he kept on this point over and over again. So in the Bhagavatam, we hear Unless one gets this siddhanta and uh, actually knows the personality of Godhead, that he's love personified, that he's the supreme personality of Godhead, he's the origin of all energies and so forth, then uh, whatever kind of imagined liberation one gets uh, will not be sufficient. One will fall back down from that. Because ananom mayo bhyasat, we are pleasure seekers, and the ultimate pleasure and the only fully satisfying pleasure is for us to be in relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Without that, um, ultimately we'll fall down. You can be in the Brahma Jyoti for uh, eons upon eons, but then there'll be 
an agitation for variety. And the minus knowing about the variety of the spiritual world, that living entity will fall back into the material world to seek variety here. So, yeah, it's an important verse that you pointed out, studying the the nature, the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it, it relates to what we're talking about in the these two verses. Thank you, Bhakti Alex. Good to see you. Hare Krishna. Let's see. Ankit says in a reflection, a living entity is always surrendering to something or someone. An intelligent person should analyze the whole situation and ask the question, what is the ultimate thing to surrender and why we should surrender? And once we get the answer with full conviction, then we should surrender with full intelligence. Yes, Kapiladev points out that the one of the functions of the intelligence is to doubt. And that doubting function is there so that we can rule out all other options until we come to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And once we've done that, then we can, as you said here, Ankit, feel free or with conviction, we should surrender with full intelligence. Yeah, well-reasoned faith. One of my godbrothers likes to say, well-reasoned faith. And uh, when you have that, it's, you've reasoned it out. It's, it's not a flimsy or komal shraddha, which komal shraddha means for the, the beginner, faith is, is very weak. It, it can be, uh, that person can be dissuaded. If he gets around some people who don't believe in God and he gets some strong challenges, he'll come back and say, well, I don't know. <laughs> Komal Shraddha. Rupa Goswami says that that person will bounce back eventually, but can be pushed off the path. And then the Madhyama Adhikari has very strong faith, but doesn't have... Um, uh, Shastra Sunipana, which means a really a, a clear working knowledge of all the Shastra, kind of an ex, expertise in the Shastra. But the Uttama Adhikari, at least in the context that uh, this grid, these gradations are given, there are several that describe the, the various levels of devotees. The Uttama Adhikari is one who has firm faith and also has um, expansive scriptural knowledge and appreciation for how it all hangs together. All the Vedas, the Upanishads, the Vedanta Sutra, the Puranas, and ultimately the the Srimad Bhagavatam, and so forth, how it all works together, pointing towards Krishna. And with such uh, clear understanding, and after having heard from uh, a spiritual master and having studied the the matter carefully, such a person... um, becomes very convicted and steady and makes that decision. There is no really good decision to make other than surrendering to Krishna once one's developed uh, such spiritual insight and had such association. Charupat says decision to surrender meaning initiation or what it means by surrender. Following four principles, take prasadam and chant Hare Krishna. All that's very good. I agree. <laughs> it, it's uh, highly recommended. Well, um, in the, 
there's 64 items, ungas of bhakti, that are listed by Rupa Goswami in the in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and the first three uh, have to do with uh, initiation. He says Adaguru Vashrayam, Sudharma Pritcha. Uh, he says, first you should surrender to Guru, you should ask relevant questions, and you should render service. So those, he says, are uh, out of the 64, especially for somebody's beginning the process of devotional service, they're vital. Also, it's mentioned uh, by Rupa Goswami that there are uh, six elements of surrender, or six, six steps on the path of surrender. The first one uh, is to accept those things that are favorable. Second is to reject things that are unfavorable. The third is that one should always feel that Krishna is the maintainer. He's maintaining me. Uh, you may think that you're getting money from the government if you're taking any COVID money, uh, but actually it's coming from Krishna. Uh, and you should always feel that Krishna is your only shelter. That's number four. Number five is one should always be meek and humble. And number six is that one should atmanivedana, uh, consider everything I have is Krishna's uh, of mine is Krishna. I don't have anything. Even myself belongs to Krishna. Uh, yes, following four regular principles, take prasadam and chant Hare Krishna. Yes, descendation to surrender, take initiation. Yes, all good ideas, uh, Charu. Very good ideas. Then anonymous reflection. Even if you work for a company like Google, Facebook, Intel, the product they work on could give, could be used for sinful activities. Only shelter in that, uh, only shelter in that is the verse you quoted from Bhagavad Gita, eighteen forty-eight. Yeah. Thank you for that reflection from Shraddha. From the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi two one eighteen, by conclusive, by such conclusive studies, I know the glories of Lord Chaitanya. Only by knowing these glories can one become strong and fixed in attachment to Him. She goes on to say, I was thinking about Bhagavad Gita seven one, the Tachrinu verse, where Krishna says that one has to listen to Krishna and His glories to get attached. Did you know that's the most uh, that Prabhupada gave lectures on that verse more than any other? Tachrinu, uh, yeah. So, maya sakta mana parta, asakta. You should have your uh, mana should be asakta. Asakta really means that you have no other interest. You're completely attached. And uh, this is something I brought up last class that in order to go from one of the one of the um, symptoms of pure devotional services that's rarely achieved, right? Out of the six that's me- that are mentioned in the beginning of of the nectar devotion, there's devotional service um, immediately frees you from distress. It puts you in auspiciousness. It's the beginning of transcendental pleasure. Uh, those in pure devotional service reject even the idea of, of liberation. Uh, liberation, uh, excuse me, uh, pure devotional service 
is uh, those in pure devotional service uh, reject even the idea of liberation, and it's rarely achieved. Uh, and it's the only way to, um, to attract Krishna, pure devotional service. So the reason that it's difficult to achieve is because in order to get to uh, prema, one has to first uh, come to bhava. In order to get to bhava, you have to be at asakti. And asakti means complete dedication with no other consideration. So mayasakta, mayasakta mana parta, if your mind is asakta, it's completely, completely attached uh, or Krishna is saying, make your mind completely attached. Mana, mana parta yogam yunjan marashraya asamshrayam samagramam yatagyasasitashinu. And if you just hear from me with that uh, type of attention, then jnanam teham savigyanam idam yaksham yasheshata yajgyatva nehabunyo nanjgyatabhyam avishishate. Then you, but just by that mood of total attachment and hearing, then you will come to know everything, and uh, uh, phenomenal and numinous. You'll you'll know everything within this world and beyond this world by hearing from Krishna in that mood of complete attachment. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. And then uh, Glenn Powell, Hare Krishna. Uh, before I met Srila Prabhupada, I wanted to become a recording engineer. They told me in high school I needed to take three sciences to do that. When I went to biology class, we were told to chop frogs, but I refused. Poor frogs, as Prabhupada said. I was told I could not because a recording engineer, I could not become a recording engineer unless I took biology and chopped the frogs. I thought the teacher was crazy, and I walked out. When Krishna closes one door, he opens another. When I told my music teacher my dilemma that I wanted to know the purpose of life, he said to come to his home. He was a Quaker. He gave me the Bhagavad Gita. I was 17 years old. It was the Penguin, Penguin Classic version, but there were there was some aspects of it that were authentic. It primed me for receiving Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita. Your story reminded me of this. Maintaining my integrity... Saving those poor frogs helped to bring me to Srila Prabhupada and Lord Krishna. Bravo! Nicely written, too. Thank you very much. That was nice. Mayank. Yes, please, go ahead. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. This is Sadhu Vrindavan Das. How are you both, Sadhu Vrindavan? I was just thinking, I mean, one Prabhu brought up initiation. So I was just thinking about how the spiritual master is also the key to, you know, um, attaining pure devotion for the Lord and how he knows everything because we are reading Prabhupada Lilamrita today and um, in, the, in the first book, there is a part where uh, a Prabhupada, he was gone, he, gone, he, was, um, he went to meet uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and at the time he lived in Calcutta and as you know, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur had in, installed the Gaudiya Math and, um, and then while in one of the on in one of the confidential talks with the uh, uh, Prabhupada, Srila Bhakti Sanan Saraswati Thakur said that um, talked about a quarrel which happened with the devotees from the Calcutta Gaudiamat, and he said there will be fire. There will be uh, he said Agan Jwalbe. I forgot the yeah, and he said there will be um, quarrel, and um, 
uh, and before a few days before passing away, he actually um, told the temple to form 12 governing bodies and uh, 12 governing bodies um, for the, you know, to lead the Gaudiya Math. But then his d disciples, they got uh, kind of, they, there were two parties where um, one, one was wanted to govern, you know, become the successing leader and the Acharya who chased all uh, the, the disciples. And there were two parties were, that were actually clashing. And then the Gaudiya Math, you know, it just collapsed, collapsed, collapsed. So I was just thinking that how the spiritual master, you should always follow the spiritual master's instructions. Otherwise, you know, you know, you might, your Krishna consciousness might, you know, go down. Thank you, Sadhu Vrindavan. Yes, Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. These three go together in triangulation. So we, we hear from Shastra. We also take from, we take Guru, we take Sadhu, and take Shastra. Like three dots on a page, then you can connect the line properly. So those three things are recommended uh, simultaneously as one finds one's way forward in, in uh, the process of devotional service. And um, you're very uh, correct. It's important to um, take help from the spiritual master. There's, as we heard earlier in the chapter or in the, bu in the book itself, the first chapter, there are three kinds of spiritual masters. One is the Vartmana Pradashaka Guru, who shows one the path, the one who shows one the path, that is. Then there's the uh, Shiksha Gurus, those who instruct. And there's the Diksha Guru, one who gives one the mantra. And sometimes the Diksha Guru and the Shiksha Guru are one. And you can have one Diksha Guru, but you can have many Shiksha Gurus. Okay, thank you. And then Thank we you. have Mayank. He says, I am completely in awe with Srila Prabhupada's translations and purports of Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charnamrita, their true masterpieces. Did Srila Prabhupada carry with him commentaries from previous acharyas to ask to help him with this process of translation? Yes. He had uh, special books that uh, in Bengali that had um, commentaries by all the Vaishnava acharyas. So whenever Prabhupada was translating, he would have that book open and he would um, be looking at the various uh, commentaries that were all there for each verse by the, the various uh, Vaishnava acharyas. And from that, he would, uh, you know, it, obviously he was taking their, uh, following in their footsteps and then uh, synthesizing, putting everything into his own words, as is the rule of the disciplic succession. And then we have Sugopi Somya Devi Dasi. Welcome back. Good to see you. Uh, she writes, as Srila Prabhupada mentions, you might move that up just a tad. Oh, I can do that. Something I can be self-directing with here. Please, uh, she says, uh, Srila Prabhupada mentions in a few verses, both in Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, that devotees should refrain from preaching to those who doubt the position of the Supreme or are likely to commit an aparad to the holy name of the Lord, either through their words or their demeanor. How do we differentiate between people who are likely to do so versus those who will submissively, be submissively curious? 
Well, Prabhupada mentions a, a couple places in the Gita. One place he says that devotees uh, hold open class on Bhagavad Gita. That means anybody can come, even if they're atheists, they can come. And he mentions in another place that uh, although the Lord says, don't disturb the minds of the ignorant, uh, the devotees know the purpose of the Lord. And then he goes on to say they're more kind than the Lord. And therefore they go to great lengths. They even take the risk of approaching ignorant people to give them Krishna consciousness. So one of the ways, um, and I was just thinking of this today because our peach tree is giving um, numerous peaches right now. And uh, every day we go out and pick them, and the, the ones that are ripe, and I was remembering how we talk about this when we're uh, training for book distribution to go out as an example, to meet people one after another, those people we don't even know. We don't know if they're going to be favorable or not. But just as I was picking fruits today, all it took was a tiny little um, nudge on each peach to tell if it was ready or not. And the ones that are ready, they were so ready, they just fell off in my hand. And they're nice and soft and uh, easy to tell. And you do it by feel. You know, it's a little squeeze there and it's, okay, you're ready. And the other ones weren't. And it would have taken a little effort to actually pull them off. And I wouldn't have wanted to anyway because they're not ripe. So I remembered that. And so we advocate this idea of ripe fruits when we go out by the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Srila Prabhupada, even amongst those who might not be favorable and try to give them Krishna consciousness, we notice whether they're ripe fruits or not. And if they're ripe fruits, then we give them as much as possible. And if they're not, then we leave them alone, which is the direction given by Havi Yogendra in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, where he says, he says, Ishvare taradine shu bali the preacher, the Madhyama Adhikari, should be wary of people who are not uh, interested in Krishna consciousness or more likely averse, more accurately, ad adverse to Krishna consciousness. It's an interesting word, adverse. They're against the verses. So um, once you re realize that somebody's not a ripe fruit, you're to leave them alone says the verse. You should let them let them be. Don't agitate them. Let them go. So you have to become expert. And in some cases, when you do meet people who are inimical or atheistic and you can't get away, then uh, Prabhupada mentions in the pastime when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu meets Prabodhananda, uh, meets, um, I'm sorry, the Maivari in uh, Benares. His name went out of my head. Somebody? Prakashananda Saraswati. He goes to his encampment because the Mayavadis who live there have been criticizing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for his dancing and chanting. And they said, what kind of sannyasi is he? That sannyasis are, are not to be about town chanting, singing, and things like that. They're to be studying Vedanta and being very serious, uh, meditating on Brahman and so forth. And so uh, there was a Brahmana there in town who 
uh, who felt um, very hurt that these Mayavadis were criticizing Mahaprabhu because he knew the glories of Mahaprabhu. So he came and invited uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to, to come and meet these Mayavadis, and Mahaprabhu accepted. So he went there in an unfavorable encampment, and when he went in, he was very humble. He washed his feet, as was the, as the custom, and then he sat down right in that area where people wash their feet, to, and it was out of humility. So then Prakashananda saw this, and he also saw the Lord's uh, effulgence. So he went over there and he, he reached out his hand to uh, lift Mahaprabhu up. He said, no, don't sit in that place, Your Holiness. You come, please sit up here. And Prabhupada mentions two things there in that section. One is that people are already inimical, so you shouldn't make them more inimical. <laughs> Be careful when you're dealing with people because they're, they're fragile and they're already, um, they've already developed a, a strong resistance to God and especially a personal God. It just seems abhorrent to m many people and, and uh, it's, it seems infantile to some who are fully invested in scientific ideas. So he says, don't make them more inimical. That was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When he went in, he didn't go in with a swagger. He went and sat down in a, in a lowly place and was very humble. And because of that, then Prakashananda went over. He felt compelled to bring him to a higher place to sit. And when he did that, Prabhupada said he got a Gyata Sukriti. Because he reached out to Mahaprabhu, he did some service, and now he became more qualified. So in some uh, circumstances, we're not so much interested in preaching to people as we are in um, accommodating them to some degree so that they can uh, develop some appreciation for devotees. Of course, we don't compromise our uh, philosophy or anything like that, but our philosophy really has to do with being kind to all living entities. Krishna says this in the Gita that one who is a kind friend to all living entities is very dear to me. And so why not be kind to people and see that they're spiritual souls? And by that kind of behavior, people become attracted. And um, then uh, they can take to devotional service when they get to know the devotees and appreciate them. Thank you for your very practical and important questions, Sugopi Somya Devi Dasi. And we have Alex and Valentina uh, reflecting. We were hearing Srila Prabhupada's lecture and he said, how can you trust somebody whom you don't know? First you know, then you, first you know, then you can trust Krishna. Right. First you know, then you can trust Krishna. Yes, thank you. You're welcome, Charu. Um, Yarni goodness, goodiness. That is a very good question. I also work with Alzheimer's clients and the smell of the meat bothers me. I pray before fixing the food. Thanks. And then we have Ankit clarification question. Is the platform of Ruchi when we are awarded or develop Raghunuga Bhakti? Is the platform of Ruchi when we are awarded or develop Raghunuga Bhakti? Uh, actually, it's mentioned in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that it comes... Uh, Gradually, from ruchi to then, in, especially in asakti, in ruchi, there is a way in which um, it's described in the 
<coughs> Madhurya Kandambani, that when one develops ruchi or a taste for Krishna and his names and pastimes and so forth, Madhguna Shruti Matrena Maisarvu Gohashayi Manogatir Avichina Yata Gangam Basodudao. This means that when you start getting really attracted to hearing about Krishna, and um, he says, does Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, that um, <clears throat> other kinds of topics uh, don't aren't so interesting, and and the person's always eager to bring his mind back to to Krishna in Ruchi. And then uh, he says in Asakti, he's so uh, even more he's even more attracted, and therefore, when he uh, it's very difficult for him or her to uh, bring the mind to ordinary topics because the mind's so attached to hearing about Krishna. In any case, in that uh, juncture between Ruchi and Asakti, there's a development of a specific um, interest in um, a relationship with Krishna. Rupa Goswami says that comes from Krishna, but it enters the mind of the devotee, and the devotee feels that this this is my desire and my unique uh, way in which I want to serve Krishna. So it's coming from, feels like it's coming from the devotee, but it's coming from Krishna's internal potency. And it's at that point that he starts to develop this sense of spontaneous attraction, especially to one of the devotees who's uh, worshiping Krishna in a specific relationship. And then the person becomes interested in hearing more and more about that particular devotee and how he or she is rendering service to Krishna in the spiritual world. And this is described in the Upadeshamrita, which Rupa Goswami says, Tanama Rupa Charitari Sukirtananu Smrityo Kramena Rasanamanasini Yoja Tishtam Vrajetananu Ragi Jananu Gami Kalam Nayet Akilam Ityupadesha Saram that the essence of all advice is one should thoroughly hear, chant, remember, go on serving Krishna. And by that, one will gradually come to the point of being uh, interested in following one of the residents of Raj. And by that following, that's called Raganuga, following in the footsteps of those who are in Ragatmika Bhakti, or purely spontaneous devotional service. Sukeshvari gives a reflection. It is very happy to note that in the U.S. kids can take an assignment home instead of having to do the frog dissection just by telling the school that we have our religious belief. Yeah, I've heard that also. Sometimes now you can do it through computer models and so forth. Radha Kripapu reflection. When deciding my future career option, my uncle only gave me two options, medical and non-medical engineering. When I question what am I supposed to do in each of these options without having any knowledge of these subjects. He mentioned you have to dissect frogs to learn in biology subject in college. I immediately said, no, I will not do. I picked up engineering as a choice. Few frogs were saved. Uh-huh. Now we know the secret of how you became an engineer. That's laudable. Okay, uh, Alex and Valentina, but the devotees of the Lord, here's the quote they're giving from the um, prophet's purport. He says, uh, prophet, but the devotees of the Lord are more kind than the Lord because they understand the purpose of the Lord. Consequently, they undertake all kinds of risks 
even to the point of approaching ignorant men to try to engage them in the acts of Krishna consciousness, which are absolutely necessary for the human being. Jai. So, um, how's everybody feeling uh, now that we're on permanent lockdown? Have you adapted? Or are you getting anxious? Or how's it, what's, what's your feeling or realization? Oh, that's nice, Sukeshri. She's happy still. Good. I, I just wanted to say, Prabhu, that um, I'm realizing more and more that uh, we had so many sure like plans of maybe career or education day by day um, and what we're going to do in one or two years. But now we're forced to live in the moment and think about what you can do today that's going to make you feel like you've, you know, fulfilled your vows of uh, you know chanting and um, and then what makes you feel like you have accomplished what you can in one day very interesting have that so you've found that this experience has helped you compartmentalize each day as a as one unit and you're living more in the moment more in the mode of, mode of, mode of preparation and self-improvement and practice yes Reverend. yeah Yes, I think nice. it's been very um, like um, slow. It like slows you down a little bit. It makes your mind a little bit more calm and patient. So you're not always just looking for what's the next thing, what's the result. Life is not like a waiting room for what's coming next. It's more of okay, this is it. How can we do better? Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a time to observe ourselves too, and um, see how we can actually live in the moment and, and apply ourselves a kind of closer observation, right? Go ahead, Avantika. Oh, I thought you were about to go. Who is going to say something? I was just going to say before that I think pandemic has, um, I mean, I don't know if earlier people were doing it, but I think there are so many um, um, group readings of Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita that's going on now which I had never heard about before. <laughs> Almost every devotee in ISV is probably having a reading group. We finished the ninth canto. We're doing the 10th canto in our group. You know, I mean, we also have our usual stuff that we do, but then this extra reading that I, I could never afford to even think. Even kids are having their own group readings. You know, smaller kids have... I just wanted to mention that Damodar called me the other day and he said, Mataji, I'm going to start a reading group. I said, are you serious? Okay. He said, yeah, I'm going to do it with all my school friends. I said, oh, wow, that's very nice. So he says, but you know, I have not read all of the Shastras yet. So I will have questions. So can you just come whenever you can and answer the questions? <laughs> mm -hmm. I was thinking that kids are thinking out of the box. They want to get to, they're having reading groups with their school friends, their neighbors. I never heard ever that people had so much time to do so many things. So I think in one way, it's, it's a blessing. Nice. Thank you. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Yes. Nanot Pranam, Stashila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. For me personally, I think it has been a lot of introspection as well. It has given time to, you know, sit back and think what is more important and um, prioritize, reprioritize and reprioritize again. Um, you know, and also it has uh, given t some time to, you know, follow a schedule because um, before the pandemic or before the whole 
lockdown, it was just like, you know, a rush, you know, from one thing to the next. And now the kids' classes are online and everything's online. So um, while it's, you know, it has its own um, challenges, um, but it, it, on the other side, it has given some space to, um, you know, like to, to reprioritize and, and, and uh, understand what is most important in the situation. Literally, we don't know what's going to happen next day. And every day, you know, is, is, a, is a new beginning. And every night is a, you know, a, a time to feel feel grateful that you know another day is gone by. Mm. So um, so that so that really I think the sh- the shastra is really being applied on a day to day life. Mm. Do you think that you'll get used to it and you won't want to go back out again? Um, I I you know I thought about it and I said no. This is in Krishna's hands and I don't want to plan one way or the other uh, or you know <laughs> yeah and i just surrender because um krishna has a plan you know for every uh, living entity and every moment and it's just um wanting to be grateful for everything that he has arranged yeah um there's actually there's nothing bad everything's great because it's krishna's plan fantastic tate anu kam pam susimikshimano yeah. Uh, Namrata. Oh, yes, please go ahead. I am. Um, I was just thinking how um, I used to. Um, now it's how devotee association is so important to me. I used to take everything for granted. But now without all of you all guys, all of you guys association, I'm just thinking how. I'm missing it so much, and uh, I was talking with Nirakula Mataji the other day to wish her for her birthday, and I was just thinking, uh, telling her how it's so weird that I'm over here, and uh, still, because of the COVID-19 and the pandemic, we could not, um, you know, come and see you and be in the temple, come every Sunday for the Sunday feast, have the youth jam, um, you know, with all of you, so now I'm, I, I'm feeling grateful, I'm feeling grateful and praying that we, this pandemic could end and I could see all of you guys. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. I, when we see devotees in person, it's a reminder of how much we miss them. At least that's how we feel over here. I was going to ask Namrata, if you're still there, how things are going in Australia? Have, has everything opened up? Or is it um, still the same as it was? Any difference? Hi, Krishna. Good morning. Please accept my obeisances. Hey, Krishna. Um, yeah, it's, uh, things have opened up a little bit, but it's gone back. It's a, they had opened up restrictions, but then the cases have gone up in Victoria. Mm. So the, the, next, the state next to us. Um, so it's gone back. So it depends on which state you are in. In the state that I am in is... It's the same where we're all working from home. There's, um, we can still go and visit people. There's, um, I think it's not as bad as it is in the US, um, but we're all still being really careful. Um, what about New Zealand? I heard some rumor that New Zealand was virus free. I heard that as well from uh, His Holiness Devamrita Maharaj's interview on, um, on the STP group. 
um, I think, uh, yeah, he was saying that it's completely, it's virus-free and there's, it's business as usual inside New Zealand, but mm. no one can go in and out. Um, yeah, I'm not, I haven't done any, I don't have any friends I'm in touch with from New Zealand and um, yeah. Okay, just but because I think you're it, down under doesn't mean you get more information than we do. <laughs> I mean, I don't even watch, the, I don't, I stopped watching the news. I just ask my in-laws what's happening in, in Australia because they watch the news and I just stay out of it. <laughs> yeah, so you could really be in the moment, huh? And not, not get swept away. Well, thank you for the report from from Australia. Thank you for joining us. Hare Krishna. Not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman. Natari Armarman, Natari Armarman, hey, Natari Armarman, Natari Armarman, Natari Armarman, Natari Armarman.